Chiang Kai-shek returned to Shanghai with a good reputation. His venture in Zhejiang had not been a large part of the revolution, but such as it was, he had done it in excellent style. Chen Qimei, now commander-in-chief of the People's Army in Shanghai, appointed him regimental commander and set him to training the new troops. Zhang was also given the duty of organizing a supply and transport body. He oversaw the purchase and shipping of the food and ammunition supplies demanded by the front lines, and also had to find the necessary funds with which to pay for these commodities. It was not an easy commission. Sun Yat-sen, the revolutionaries had told each other, would bring back money. But they were disappointed on that score. Chen also appointed Zhang editor of an army periodical, the Monthly for Military Affairs. Presumably there were not many articulate brother officers around Shanghai, or perhaps, like other editors, Zhang discovered that he liked the work of composing as well as editing. At any rate, he supplied his magazine with at least one long, thoughtful piece of his own in every issue, and they make interesting reading today. They were straightforward and professional. His thinking was much influenced by his studies in military strategy. For instance, he prophesied that Japan would soon have another go at taking possession of China's territory. Without rancor, detachedly, he commented in this article on Japan's poverty and her fierce ambition to wrestle with the great empires for a leading position in the world. China's prospects at the moment were not bright, he said, because the Manchus had traded off all her strategical points. An interest in military science must be developed among the people. The old-fashioned concept of militarism must be discarded if China was to survive. He suggested a new law providing for conscription and other modern methods of improving the military potential. Zhang was an ardent nationalist, but he was also a Chinese. The new philosophy he was advocating conflicted with the sensibilities he had acquired during his traditional education. As an old-fashioned Chinese, he wanted peace. As a modern army officer, he saw the necessity of building military strength. The exultation of success warred with ancient maxims. One result of the compromise he reached was a passage that was prophetic. The world today is a place in which we must be armed to maintain peace. If all the nations would only put humanity before everything else and realize that aggression is not right, then instead of maintaining a balance of power, there would be a universal commonwealth. When we have established a world republic comprising white, red, and black races, we shall only need a police force to maintain interior order in those United States, and that would be sufficient to keep trouble away. A central government could be created to deal with greater matters, and should there arise disputes between the states, they could go to the central government for justice, when right and wrong would be declared.